Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Wow, episode 109 of Please Advise. We have something very, very interesting for you today. I met through a friend of mine, Alexi Wasser, a psychic named Chris Medina. He's a medium as well. And we just did a little bit of a reading before we started um, so he could get some stuff off his chest so we would have more information moving forward, I guess. And I I learned a lot about myself. Christina learned a lot of stuff. I, I don't even know. I, I mean, I, I'm on the verge of a breakthrough which is really exciting. You know how you guys, how I've been telling you I've been depressed, like really, really depressed the last few months. Apparently that's going to be over soon, which is very exciting. Um, and I got to stay in the positive. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's it's going to be an eye-opener for you. It is, it's the the depression, all the, all the stuff that you're going through now, all the bullshit, it's going to, it's for, all this stuff is is leading you, it's forcing you to get rid of it. It yeah. is time. Mm-hmm. You've been dwelling so much on all the all the negative stuff that's been going on with you, and feeling like you're trapped, or you're, there's nothing that you can do, or is, is this it? Or, you know, does, it doesn't get any better than this. They want you to get out of that. And when I say they, people are like, "What do you mean they? Your guides, your people, right?" Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's really amazing. I I'm I want to let the audience know too today that because our guest is a medium and a psychic, I don't know if that's going to be able to come into the calls and the answers or whatever. If you are a skeptic, there's uh there's an interesting opportunity here for you to. I mean, what I think is a very real thing for you to hear a very real thing. If you're not into it, uh, you should also maybe uh turn off the podcast right now um, because I really would love for you to be as blunt with I try to be as blunt as possible with them I would love for you to be as blunt with them as you are with me because um, I don't I don't mind full flame let's do it okay well let's, let's talk about you a little bit first because you've we I mean just in the beginning of us talking you it sounds like you've lived nine lives already and um, you told me you're a father mm-hmm. you are gay mm-hmm you are 40. Mm-hmm. You... Oh, God, did you really tell everybody my age? Well, no, I mean, I think that... If, well, here's the only reason why. is We we have, um, first of all, parents are our like least popular. We have maybe once in a while we'll get a parent. But it's really, as I told you, I don't... I barely know anyone who... I haven't seen a child in like seven years. I oh, very wow. rarely see kids in LA. <laughs> so I was like shocked when you said you were a dad because I don't know any dads. Um, so parents and then uh, 
yeah. And then I also really appreciate the advice whenever we have like a 23 year old on, it's a fresh perspective, but it's not necessarily the most sage. And I do love wisdom and I love authenticity. And I feel like that that's something that you come into more and more with age. So that's the only reason why I bring it up. Okay. That's good. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can't wait to be 40. Is that like, do you think I'm going to be good when I'm 40? I think you're going to be, I think, yes, I think you're going to be good by the time you're 40. That's exciting. Way before you're 40. Do you think I'm going to get married? If not married, a very, very long-term relationship. Because I don't know how you feel. I think there are some traditional parts of you, but I think the word marriage can kind of scare the shit out of you sometimes. Yeah. Well, wedding scares the shit out of me because I'm not traditional and I feel embarrassed about it. So... would you really want to get married or would you rather have that long-term relationship and not jinx it with the whole paperwork and the, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I I don't know. I'm open to it now. Mm -hmm. And you think it might be with a woman potentially? No, I just thought maybe you fooled around or I, no, definitely. No, I don't see you living like, you know, right. Life with a woman or that would thrill my mother. Cause she's thought I was a lesbian my whole life. So (laughs) that would just like thrill her. Um, It's that fiery energies that you have though. Oh, it's, I, it's it's very it it people mistake it. it it's a very masculine. I energy. have a masculine energy. Yeah, but you're beautiful though. So you're very feminine at the thank same you. time. Thank you so much. It's welcome. really sweet. I'm very like I don't know. I that's I never thank you. Um, so <laughs> we have everyone offer up three reasons why they're qualified to give advice. I've heard so many interesting. I mean, you're one of those people that just like when you start talking about your life, you're like, damn, like person's been through some stuff um and obviously you you have a gift but what are your three reasons that you're qualified to give advice you just named them experience mm-hmm. i mean like i said when you asked you know when did you discover this i've been like this my entire life yes where people have traumatic experiences that force them to be that way i was born this way yeah i was giving readings to my dad my dad's a huge biker i'll have to show you a picture we're native american i'm half apache and half hispanic so wow. my dad is the whole Harley Davidson biker guy, long hair, beard, mustache, used to get stoned. <laughs> and he uh, thought it was funny. He's actually the one that uh, helped nurture my ability. Really? He would ask that I give readings. He'd say, trip out on this. And they'd say, bring <laughs> the boy out. And ask. I'd go, I remember in a room with them, there'd be like eight guys sitting there getting stoned. And then I would go down and pick, this is what's going on with him, him. And they would just be blown away so what is it like when you have like is it a voice that says something because you came to me right away when you came into the room and so like and when you do pause if you notice him pausing it's like are you getting is someone telling you something is it a voice from beyond like what are you seeing something like how is how does your abilities manifest it's a little bit of both it's i don't actually hear a voice um i will get images like i got images about you and the things that i was telling you about um and they're just inputting a a good word for it is downloading information and giving it to me. And that's how I spit all that stuff out. Is it, does it feel like image images or I think that people, I think that because it's not tangible, we're trying to, uh, we're trying to give something that we're maybe giving, trying to give traits to something that the traits don't exist in that, in that world. Do you know what I'm saying? Like maybe it's not, maybe the best way that we can describe something like that is with a voice or an image or something like that. Maybe it's something that we can't even imagine. It, it 
it is an image. Sometimes I, I refer to like a Polaroid snapshot. Mm-hmm. Like when I was giving you the reading earlier, I kept getting images of things that were coming up for you, the hardships, the the again the depression that you're going through, the things that you do when you're by yourself. They'll show me, they'll give me those little intimate moments when nobody else is around that 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 are very specific to you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let's um what's one thing that you like looking back on all your years of doing this? And you don't have to say who the person was. What was one thing that came to you that truly horrified you? Jesus, just one thing. (laughs) Um, Relationships. A relationship. I was very much in love with somebody. um, And I'm old, late 90s. And I kept hearing that things were going to change for me. And that in order for that to happen, I had to rid myself of this person. And I said, there's no effing way that I'm going to do this. I am so in love. And I kept feeling it and feeling it and feeling it. And a huge blow up happened. Jumped out of the car and left. Wow. Never saw him again. Wow. And I knew it. So again, people are saying, well, how does that work in relationships? And I don't want to be shitty and say, I don't ever want to be in a relationship again. But it's so hard. It is really hard. I haven't dated in seven months. I need to work on myself right now. And it sucks, you know, like it sucks. But but at least you acknowledge that, though. Yeah. There are some women that are just completely boy crazy, girl crazy, whatever it is, yeah. that, that even men too, that I can't function unless I'm in a relationship. Well, yeah. That's a problem that you have to work with yourself. You, you, How can you, that person's not going to go with you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to die with you. They're not going to be with you every week. You got to fix yourself first. Can I ask you this? Because this has been something that I've, I've brought up on the podcast a few times now, and I don't know. I personally think it happened when my company sold and my co- my finances became a little bit more comfortable. I was able to buy this house and I had been struggling really hard for a really long time. I always feel that my thirst for a relationship um, that was an unconscious thirst, it, it dried up. I didn't, I didn't need it anymore. And I wonder, was it because I felt security or is there another reason why for some reason I don't feel like I need to be in a relationship and I'm okay if I never am. What I'm getting from you is unsatisfied is you're un- you were there, the unsatisfaction of, of your life and things that were going on forced you to have that mentality of you don't need somebody. Had somebody came in, I think it'd be a different story. If, if it, if it, they just walked in, but you kind of put that block up where you, cause you have trust issues. Does that make yeah. sense? I am, I mean, I always think it's like I'm an emotional slut. Like I always feel like I'm very like emotionally slutty. Like if I like someone, I always say it's one of one of, one out of one thousand. Like I never see guys that I'm attracted to ever. Um, and when I do, I like go nuts for them. And I don't. I maybe you know I, I'm I'm a little bit older now, so I know I'll keep my cards a little bit closer. But um, I feel actually very quite emotionally slutty. Almost the opposite of that. Like if I have trust issues. I'm never really worried about someone cheating on me. I probably should be. I mean, isn't everyone? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never, I told you, I, I rarely suspect anyone's lying to me. So I don't know. It's it's complicated with you because to to just pinpoint one certain thing, I, I couldn't do it. There's There's the abandonment issue. So when you say emotionally slutty, I don't see emotionally slutty. I see more of like wanting to be loved. Yeah. Just wanting just wanting that person there as a as a comfort. Like like do I have to worry about you? I I don't, I don't want to have to worry about you. If we're together, then we're just together. You know, you but at the same time too, I see you 
I see you kind of pushing it away at the same time. Like you're you're welcoming to it, but you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna put one hundred percent of yourself in it. Okay. I, th- I think that you're that you, with the abandonment issues and things that have happened in your life, really, as much as you say that you're you're very trusting, I don't think you trust yourself sometimes. Oh yeah, that's, that's it's probably always the one foot in and one foot out. Right. Right. Well, I also don't trust myself to get out when I need to. And I stay in things way too long sometimes. Because why do you want to start over? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so let's take it off me for a sec. And just I have a couple questions about the world. Okay. Um, who's going to win the election? Oh, God, I hate political questions. But I think there's going to be some sort of bullshit going down before that happens. I think there there's going to be some sort of major change. A lot of people ask me, and I try not to get into the political thing. They ask, well, what do you think about Hillary Clinton way before she started, all this shit started happening with her? I was like, she's going to have some sort of a breakdown. But I think what they're doing is they're, is they're forcing her to be the face of certain shit when she's really not doing it. And that's right. causing her to have like this anxiety. Like, Yes, mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. That's a very human thing. I think we worry about that in our presidential candidates, too, that they're not real humans. And but- she's a Scorpio, too. She is not going to do anything that she doesn't want to. And if she does, it'd only be for a little bit before she gets out of it. But there's some sort of, again, without over, without saying too much, there's some sort of suppression that they're suppressing her from from something that she's that she's she doesn't want to she doesn't want to do this like this. Do you think it's because she's a woman? No. Mm-mm. Interesting. No, I don't think that her gender has anything to do with it. You think we're going to be okay on the other side of four years, no matter what? I think that by the end, by going towards the end of this year, that there's going to be some changes that are going to that, that are going to be enforced about the way that we do things now, and it's going to be as always. Well, it's just within our best interest. So if this doesn't, so if they don't elect a president in the next what by November, mm-hmm. if that's the start of something, it, it's very calculated to me. You think that there's a chance that we may move forward without a president? Or somebody, or somebody that well, since we couldn't do this, we had we had to appoint somebody else. Interesting. Like, the election's going to be contested. Like, like I don't see, but what I envisioned, I had a vision back in like 2010, 2009, of this kind of shit happening. But it was it was a military guy. I said they're going to put some the the, the their McCain after Obama goes. There's going to be some sort of military guy, but he's not supposed to be there. There wasn't that wasn't supposed to happen. They just put him as in the interim. Okay. Because I don't think they're going to want as as much as people give Trump a lot of shit. I'm I'm not, I'm not a supporter of either one. I try to stay out of that stuff. It's whatever's going to happen is going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it. So with with Trump there, I don't. I just. I also don't feel and people are going to be like, "Oh, what are you full of shit?" I I don't feel like he is as bad as people are making it seem. Okay. I mean, I don't believe in a lot of the stuff that he does or things that I've heard, but I also don't believe that they're going to put somebody like him as the president. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I don't know how it's going to, I I fear for our nation. And I also realize the fact that like, we're not all going to move to Canada. We can't, we have to stay here. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay here uh, and it's live, funny you say live that. through I it. Telling, I was telling somebody, I just, I'm going to probably move, end up moving out of the country or something. Yeah. yeah. It'd be wild. Um, do you know who killed JonBenet Ramsey? I I'm gonna get shit for this too. I think I think that the brother had something to do with it. 
you're not going to get shit for it. Our audience is very open. Mm-hmm. And if anyone ha- gives shit, they give it to me. They'll be like, Molly, why'd you, you know? why, why'd you have that? Yeah, uh, yeah no, it'll be. don't worry about it. Um, You can say anything. This is a really, like, we have a actually a really cool audience. So, like, there, I have said some very controversial things on here before, and I'm surprised at how few people have pushed back. Nice. Um, I I would love to I would love to question to myself. Mm-hmm. I would love to get in front of that fucker and just ask him questions to see. Do you think he's dangerous? Yeah, I think I think what I this is what this again. Why lose both our babies? Mm-hmm. Why lose both our babies? And John had already lost a daughter his, from his first marriage. That's, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I, I watch court TV or forensic files and things mm-hmm. like that. Autopsy, HBO autopsy. I'm always interested in learning like the the psychology of them because I can get inside their heads. Yeah, Jody Arias is one that I would love to have gone in there and questioned. <gasps> Tell me everything. I'm obsessed with Jody Arias. Love. I think that. You, we've both been in relationships like that, where you're manipulated and you're constantly, I, you know, I've been in relationships where, there, where I was dating someone that was like, you, you know, you're nothing but a fucking whore, mm-hmm. this, this, and that, you know, you bitch, this, this, and that. And even myself, I'm like, oh, just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Just go to sleep and where's that pillow? Yeah. You know, he kept messing with her head. Yeah. And then you, somebody, you, know, you knew that she was it's obsessed so, with it's you. It's so interesting because I, I, it's not a popular opinion. I, I have to say, I hold him partially responsible yes. for poking and poking and poking at a person he knew had an unnatural obsession and also, you know, treating her like a whore. Mm-hmm. You know, like he got everything he wanted out he of it. He knew that she was emotionally messed up, that she had abandonment issues, and he played on that. Yeah. And the whole Mormon thing and going to church and all that other stuff too. And everyone overlooks that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that what she did was right. No. But. I mean, See, you- I understand. I understand how things can get out of control. Oh, me too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, my big thing is leave me alone. And if you don't leave me alone after a certain point, I'll fucking snap. And mm-hmm. it's easy to leave me alone. Just don't pick at me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's kind of more my thing. I've never gotten like, I think I've probably hit hit a boyfriend before. Yeah. But I don't know if I've like, I mean. You'd have it in you to kill him or something. No, no, nothing. I mean, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I killed someone. It's, it's what I was telling you before, before we got on air about the demon, Mm -hmm. that, that thing that's inside of you. I mean, it, maybe it's because I'm Native American. I don't know what it is. I'm Native American too. To suppress that. Don't, why would you, you already know what potentially could happen. You've already seen me upset. Mm-hmm. You've seen me blow up. Why would you want to poke the bear? I think that's what he did to her. Mm-hmm. He just did it. And she was like, you mother. And she just couldn't help herself. Yeah. But I would love to sit there and talk to her and, and get be able to look inside of her eyes the same way I'd want to look at the uh, Burke Ramsey. Why do you think Amanda Knox had such a hard time? I don't know too much about Amanda Knox. I don't. I. She's the girl. The Italy thing. Yeah. But, yeah. She's manipulative herself. She has. The, she. And again, we talked about this earlier. Man, manipulation is is an art form. It really is to have the ability to to lie like breathe. Yeah, I don't know too much. I I I, I don't. She's yeah. She's she's a little shady to me. 
You oh really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting because she's found innocent. I and I think she is innocent, but I agree that there's something suspect about her, and that's what people have always picked up on, and that's what led people to believe she was a murderer. Before we get into our cause, is there anything else that's like you want to speak on? Nope. I'm just I'm just looking at you, and I, I just keep hearing over and over again, it's going to be okay. It is almost over. And I think that I never meet, and people, can, every psychic can say this, but for me, this is true. I never meet people without reason, especially things like this. I told you I was so surprised that, one, I mean, when Alexi told me that she was having a psychic on, I was like, I want to have a psychic. How'd you book him? And she, I mean, first of all, people can be very um, selfish on the podcast world. It's a, it's a weird it's it's I didn't realize that it was almost as selfish as the regular entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So first of all, people can be very hesitant to pass on a guest. But um, the fact that you agreed to do it right away. I loved your response. You generally agree to do things because you're a nice person. <laughs> I was like, no, but I need to talk to you. There's something there. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I think that this is going to be I mean, it, this is already one of my favorite episodes of Please Advise, probably like the coolest thing that we've done. So um, let's get into our calls. Let's do it. Hey, Malls and Christina and guests. Um, my name is Maisie. Um, my question is about manifesting. Um, when you are manifesting, do you think of something specifically like I want for example, this specific job versus I would like a job in this field or I would like this job in general um, or I would like love versus I would like to be in love with this specific person. And what is your process in manifesting? Do you have like a ritual? Is there Are there certain things that you tell yourself? Um you know, I would just like to know a little bit more about that in terms of doing that and having positive thinking versus negative thinking. Thank you. Love the pod. Bye. Well, off the bat, I want to know what your thoughts are on manifesting because if um, if you can see what's going to happen, is it possible to man- – like is manifesting real? Because for me, I've known – I thought on, on a, when I was a little kid, I always knew I was going to move to the place where people made TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know why I thought that. It was not encouraged in me or anything like that. Um, but it took me years to figure out that I wanted to be a writer. And then once I just once I realized – it took me about six years of being out here to realize that I should be a TV writer. And um, I tried for six months and I did it. Mm-hmm. And like that is very rare. Like, and so I do believe that I'm a, I can get things when I set my mind to it. But I don't know if that's manifestation for me. I picture now, I picture in specifics as much as possible. I think the first thing people got to do is be honest with themselves first. I think that it naturally came to you. That was your natural vision, if you will, that you were going to be on TV, that you were going to move to where it was going to be. People want to manifest all the time. Love people coming into my life, you know, oh, I, I want this guy so bad. But are you being real with yourself? So the first thing that I do when I when I, when I want to know whether or not I should go for it, or if I want to start bringing that toward me is ask, is this the right thing for me? Yeah. Because again, I told you, I, I, some, there's sometimes where I can't help myself. They will not allow me that. I can't use it for self-gain. We can go into that later about why I can't, but I, I the first thing is you got to be honest with yourself. Is this something that 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 
I need, or or is it something that is real? Or is, is it is it something that that that's going to be a part of my life, or is it something that I just I just want or think that I need? Yeah, yeah. And also, it's I mean, for I believe that there is like a big "be careful what you wish for" element to it too, because I think that sometimes people see the success or the abundance or the whatever that that um, goes along with the thing that they desire, but they don't realize the responsibility or the weight of it or the things that come in, um, the variables that can happen. Mm-hmm. I think that people sometimes they need to, I, I really believe in like clear word choices when you're manifesting things like, uh, be very like accurate to what it is that you want. Don't be vague. Like, and you got to put yourself in that mind frame too. Yeah. Like, uh, I, the things that I wanted to do, I was thinking, well, just let, let's start being about it. Like yeah. I worked in the insurance industry before. I, I wasn't always doing psychic work. Yeah. I just was called to to really do this as a as a profession in 2014. Yeah. I worked in the insurance industry. So wow. once I was done and I was like, okay, that they told me that part of your life is done. Now it's time to move. So how am I going to do this? Well, that's, for me, again, they told me what was going to happen. And I just started saying, okay, well, now I got to be about it. So we mm-hmm. booked, you know, we booked Comic-Con. I started getting in that role and that's where I'm at today. Um, I have to ask, like, like how was that um, effortless for you in a sense to like transition to all of a sudden this career that, you know, I mean, you, you know, there's plenty of skeptics out there. Mm-hmm. Like there are some people that are very, very good at what they do. There's some people that are, are pathological liars that want to manipulate people. Um, how do you how did you begin to to work regularly in this and like was it was it immediate or it was immediate really it was, yeah it was a uh, comic con first uh did com- it was the first time I could do comic con and then things started falling into place i started meeting different people yeah. um it just it, there was no struggle even to this day there's no struggle with it that's really phenomenal by the way i think that people are so afraid of career change um we get so much many calls about that people being like god this one girl called last week and it just depressed the hell out of me when she was saying that or is it two weeks ago i guess or she was saying that everyone in her life thought she wasn't meeting her potential but they also thought that she couldn't compete in new york and that she should go to ohio to use her grad school degree there and she wasn't like getting good scores on her, her GRE or whatever it is you take to get into, um, to grad school. And I just thought to myself, like, you don't want to do this. Like you don't, the reason why you're not good at it is because you don't want it. This isn't really what you want mm-hmm. and you're not reaching. Cause if you will reach your full potential, if you're doing what you want, why wouldn't you? And how can somebody else tell you what's best for you? Exactly. Yeah. And then that person, see it, also, people don't want to let go either mm-hmm. or speak their mind and tell people, no, that's not really what I want to do. And they start, people start building them up. I can see you doing this. Well, why don't I see myself doing it before you see what I can do? Right. Yeah. Right. I had a question about like your personal philosophy in terms of is the future because you can you have images of like what's happening. Is it like the future is already set and we're just kind of helpless in terms of our fate or are there like five different paths we can take to the like how our lives are going to play out that's a tricky one because there are things are already set up to be the way that they want to be but getting getting people to realize that where they think oh no this is my life i can't ever see myself doing it and then things start to change like well what's going on it's because it's not supposed to be that way anymore i i don't know how you feel about reincarnation and past life type stuff 
Oh, um, I, I'm big on it. Huge on it. The very first hit I got when you asked how was the transition transition smooth was a past life reading on somebody. I was like, I know you, mm-hmm. and started getting all these images. So it, it that person's. I told that person when I gave them that reading. I said, your purpose this time around is redemption. You have to fix what you did before. So yeah. people's lives are already. I mean, you can't you can change things, but they're going to change the way that they're going to be. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does yeah. make sense. Um, in terms of Maisie, I'm wondering if there's anything that it sounds, you know, when you call someone asking how to manifest, it means that you want something in your life that you don't have. Do you think that she's wanting this thing in vain? Or do you think that this is a good thing for her? Where where do you what are you getting anything on Maisie? I think it's a good thing for her. I think that she the first thing I would tell her is to really, really put it out there and really be honest with what it is that she wants. And I think it's not just one thing with her. I think she's got several things that she that she wants to see happen with herself. And for her, it's not necessarily out of reach or anything that's, you know, oh, I want to live in this big fancy mansion or things right. like that. Um, but I would advise her to vision it. First, put it out there whether or not it's it's supposed to be for her. And if she'll get her signs, that's big. You got to pay attention once you put it out there so you can hear what they're going to tell you. And then start putting the work and start manifesting it like like she wants to envision it. Go for it. Put pictures up. Imagine yourself doing it. Do something completely different on the side of the weekends. If you you know if you want to be an actor, start taking those classes. Start looking at yourself different. Maybe change your look up. Manifest it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. change your look up is a good is a good note. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. I think we should take our next call. Hey, Malls and Christine. Uh, I hope you guys are doing great. Um, so I've been having a problem recently where I keep finding myself in this situation where I make a really good friends or what I think of as a good friend. And then the guy, you know, he has feelings for me or he develops feelings for me at some point and it ends up becoming an issue with our friendship. Um, and recently that this happened to me several times. Um, and so far I feel like it's, just resulted in those friendships ending um, because they end up with their feelings hurt and then they distance themselves from me, which is, I mean, I guess from their perspective, it's totally understandable, but then I always just end up feeling like an asshole. Um, and also, I'll just right off the bat say, I know this might sound like some bullshit, whiny problem, but and I totally get that there's bigger issues out there than like guys having crushes on me and me not knowing what to do about it. But I don't know, it really is this issue that I don't really know how to navigate myself through. Um, So I guess my question really is like, what is the best way to go about telling a friend that you're not interested in them romantically or sexually, but you want to continue having a close friendship with them? Um, because my attempts at doing this so far have basically failed because for one, I don't really know the best thing to say. And also I'm just generally bad with expressing my feelings in an honest way, um, which is a whole other topic for a different time. But, um, I just, I would really love to hear your perspective on this or if you have any experiences, um, with this kind of thing, that would be super helpful because at this point I could really use all the help I can get, um, so, yeah, if that makes any sense to you, I'd really love to hear your advice. Please advise. Thank you so much. 
Well, I'm. can I start and just say that I, in my experience, there is no friendship there. That like when someone is has romantic feelings for you, there's no way that you guys can immediately, at least in the immediate, continue your friendship because you're asking that person to basically turn off something that they feel very, very strongly about and you want them to do it immediately. And um, I would say some of the most disastrous things that have ever happened to me have been a result of me attempting to keep someone in my life long past me knowing that they had romantic feelings for me and I didn't. Um, I, it's, and by the way, it's crushing. Like I came to a very, for me, I came to a very crushing realization the other day that a friend of mine that I thought was just like my really good friend, like he thought I was like funny and, or, you know, whatever, like smart, like, you know, he like kind of made a move on me and he like touched me in a weird way. And I, after the fact, it, I just was like, I was like, this is so gross. Like everything that I have been doing purely and honestly, like there was a subtext there that I didn't even know about, which was that like, you know, he, he wants to fill me up. And of course that makes you feel unsafe. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's, I mean, I don't think it's any different between two guys than it is between a girl and a guy. Like I, I think that, that if it's, if that, if that friendship thing is not a friendship that hurts no matter what, I think that you got, you got to just tell this guy to, move forward the first thing i noticed is you said that i always have friends that end up having romantic feelings for me yeah so i'm gonna say that he's got to take account he's gonna take responsibility for his actions as well i probably need to hear this too yeah you don't well not it's completely different with you oh. and i'm not just saying that because i'm your guest but <laughs> with with him there's there's things that he does that he's that he's giving these people whether he's doing it consciously or subconsciously that he's attracting that type of attention from them. Right. I've been told that I do that too. And I don't really know that I'm doing it when I'm doing it. You're so he, flirty? Flirty or there's you 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 feel so comfortable with somebody that you get to they get to see a different side of you at the right. And you they mistake that comfortability for you flirting with them. Yeah. So and I'm gonna tell this guy too, if you you already know from day one what's gonna happen, cut it out before it even starts. You know, I mean, you know what it is too. It's because it's sometimes it's nice to have someone be a little bit in love with you because they do stuff for you. We're all attention whores. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I've let I've let a guy who it was like inappropriately, like in had feelings for me. I've let him stick around for longer than he should have because he was like buying me dinner or like giving me a lift if I needed one or whatever. <laughs> like, that's a horrible thing to do. But I. I'm like, well, you know, I need help. Like, he's in love with me. Why don't I just see how far I can take this thing? But you acknowledged it, though. You weren't you weren't saying, well, why is this always happening to me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I think that I don't, I don't, I think, I think it's really, really hard to, tr especially when, I don't know if your friendship was ever a pure friendship. That's what was, that was going to be a follow-up question. What if it started out as a pure friendship and then there's some romantic feelings that developed midway i don't know I well like i said he he's used to this it happens to him all the time yeah so I think there, him he, is from the jump but like there are instances i think yeah yeah mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess I've never really like woken up to the uh, feeling of like, oh, I guess I'm really attracted to my friend. I had no idea. Like I for me, that's a foreign concept. But I understand that that can happen. You do hear people being like at first he wasn't my type. It took years for me to realize that I really cared about him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you hear that. Um, but I mean, for I don't, I don't know. I have a hard time thinking that feelings are real if I don't feel them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I because because I can't describe it. I don't I don't understand how anyone else could. I can be very black and white like that. So for me, I'm like, dude, you're not friends. Like you're not really friends. Yeah. I mean, do you think that this guy cares? Do you think that our caller cares about this other person? That's a friend. Yeah. And I think what sometimes too people people mistake his kindness for being. Oh, you really care about you're really. But you said that you loved me and, you know, you hugged me the last time or whatever. You yeah. mistake that warmth and those feelings for something more. Mm-hmm. Especially, and I'm, you know, to my gay people out there, we do it all the time. Yeah. You know, we're just, you know, oh, wow. You know, we, we seek the attention and feels good and we want we want more from it. And when it's, that's all it is, it's just, I'm just a friend. I'm here for you. I care about you. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to be in love with you or have sex with you. Yeah. It must. I, mean, I can imagine that that like really complicates things. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, I think we should take our next call. Hey, Malls. Hey, Christina. Hi, guest. Um, love the pod. This is my first time voice noting in or whatever. Um. So, I guess a little backstory. I have an almost three-year-old. Uh, her name is Evelyn. I don't think anyone listens to the pod that I do, so I don't, I'm not necessarily concerned about names or whatever. But anyway, so I have an almost three year old, and she has two godparents, my best friends, uh, that I've known since I was like 14 or something. I'm 27 now. Um, so anyway, my ex boyfriend came into town and uh, that's how I know these people through my ex-boyfriend. He was friends with them before I was, but you know he's since gone and done his own thing. Um, but I've remained friend remained friends with these people. They're my best friends, like I said. Um, so he came back into town or whatever, and uh, we were just chatting over iMessage, and he went out to brunch with my best friend and her husband, who are the god mother and godfather to my baby and he was saying that the godfather to my baby who I mean granted is like a noted misogynist he's tormented me most of my life over like stupid stuff like he would say that my clothes were too matchy or whatever I didn't I mean it bothered me but it I don't know whatever but the ex-boyfriend texted me and he's like, so, yo, uh, Godfather is talking mad shit about your baby, just saying that she's not friendly and whatever. And, like, my baby is the sweetest thing in the world. Like, sure, she growls. Like, it's, she likes the Lion King a lot, so she growls at people. I mean, she growls at her own aunt, um, my sister-in-law and my brother, her uncle. She growls at them, but it's not in, like, an aggressive way. It's just, like, in a... Hey, I, I don't know, it's hard. It's, she's a toddler. Anyway, I just have a big problem with him talking shit about her. Like, that's a fucking baby. Like, why are you talking shit about a baby? 
honest, you're talking shit about, like, what is going on when you're, with your life where you're talking shit about a baby? So, anyway, like, I'm really frustrated and I'm really mad and I want to confront him, but I'm not sure, like, how to even start that conversation. Um, so anyway, please advise. Okay, so you and I both went on the same mental journey because at one point I thought the baby was a dog too because I was like, babies don't growl. <laughs> that's like that's like, like what is like what do I mean? Are you sure growl is the word you want to use? I mean, I mean, there are some babies who are like you know they have a fit, they go. Rrr. Yeah, I guess so. That's Rrr. true. I mean, but I have to say, thanks for the laugh. I mean, shit talking a baby is pretty weak. Uh, that's very funny. Um, it's not a dog. It's a real baby. It's She's a toddler. I know. I went on the same journey. My question to you is, um, caller, why would you give your daughter a misogynistic godfather? Like, you understand that outside of um, whatever, that him being the second set of parents in the eyes of God, you are potentially setting your child up to be left with this man if god forbid anything happens to you i don't know where the father of your child is but typically godparents are also reserved to be the people who um if god forbid anything should happen to you raise your children why would you choose this i understand you've known him for a long time but in picking a godfather i would hope that you would pick someone that you think would cherish your child and nourish them and and be there for them in a, in a really beautiful way and this guy sounds I don't. I don't think she knew that he had this side to him. She yeah. said that he's been calling her, calling her clothes too matchy for years. I mean, that's a dumb uh, thing. Yeah. But like, you know, she said that he's always been kind of a dick to her. Yeah. I, I don't. Go ahead, Chris. You can take it away. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say, own this, own this, and you. She knew. I mean, come on, with the with how he was going to be and stuff. And you're, you're allowing this to happen. Take some responsibility for it and either cut him out or say something to him. Yeah. Cause he obviously doesn't have a problem telling you anything. Right. You know, clothes too matchy. Your daughter's yeah. growling at me and she's like, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She knows the daughter had better intuition about than the their mother. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. But my, my one, my one thing is, is that, you know, you're 27. That means you had your kid around 25 or something. And that's pretty young. And there's a really good chance that your friend's maturity isn't there yet. And a baby is an annoyance to him. I have plenty of friends that once they have kids, like a bunch of their friends stop talking to them. They don't want to deal with it anymore. And that's really unfortunate, but it's the, it's the case in some situations. You're a father. Did you experience any um, like friends distancing themselves from you or having like a weird attitude about your kid when it was it was pretty sudden too that you had a child, right? Honestly, I wouldn't surround myself with people that were like that. Yeah, and I actually had to pull back. Yeah, from you know and not to party a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I never experienced that. I mean, yeah. if anybody ever said anything about my kids. You'd rip their shit up. It'd be all over with. It'd be on. Yeah. Right there. I mean, look, I, uh, (laughs) I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty gnarly to shit talk a baby. I also think that this is one of those things in life. I have a very, I have a person in my life that I love a lot. Uh, he's an older person, but I've realized probably seven years ago, the man has never heard not only anything I've ever said, anything anyone else has ever said. And so, my mom gets frustrated and she'll be like, why does he get to like, he just pulls this off. Like, how does he pull this off? And I'm like, because no one expects anything more of him. 
Like they, that's what they expect from him. They know he's a happy-go-lucky guy, that he has a smile on his face, that he's a shark in business. And like, he's not a person who's like particularly open. Um, and like, that's, that's why he gets away with it because no one expects anything more from him. And so I think that in a way, if you've always known, like stop being surprised by the things you already know. You know what I mean? Also too, it goes along with what I always say. The idiot's the idiot because nobody ever tells the idiot that he's an idiot. <laughs> okay. Right? You so I mean, she needs to tell him he's an idiot? Yeah, tell him to either shut the fuck up. Yeah. Or get rid of him. That's I, your kid. Yeah. If you're, if you're not setting boundaries up with him when it comes to your kid, what else is going on there? I mean, he's got some balls to think that he can talk to your ex-boyfriend about your baby and that that won't get back to you. Did the ex-boyfriend not defend his own kid? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know that it's he's the father. Oh, okay. I don't but I mean I was wondering that too. Yeah. I mean it sounds like he might be, but she didn't I don't really know what's going on. I mean I I'm this woman's life is very confusing to me. <laughs> there should be a ceremony for ungodparenting godparents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Catherine on Southern Charm got a new godmother cuz she fired the first one cuz she flirted with her her baby daddy at the at the can we just like pick our godparents as adults like i love my godparents i don't know i feel like my i feel like my godmother like should be my real mom i loved my godmother but she's not with us anymore yeah Um, you're very close to her right yeah and uh my godfather's just a shit show so right yeah happens my god my godfather isn't the best place yeah. either but you know some older men usually aren't no offense mm-hmm. straight men older straight men kind of messy yeah um <laughs> but you said it like is it is it okay to what do you think like in in terms of the universe or whatever what is this what is the true significance of a godparent like do you are you religious um i was brought up catholic I was proud of Catholic too. Yeah. I consider myself religious, but not Catholic. Right. Like spiritual. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I like, I think I probably identify as more Christian, but as you see, I have like, I have Buddhist stuff. I have a mezuzah downstairs. I have a cross. I have religious art everywhere. Like I surround myself with that stuff. Do you think godparents are like quote unquote real? Like, is that a real thing? Like when you say I'm, I'm going to choose this person for my baby. Is that, is that something that something happens in the universe that it's acknowledged or is that just like a title? I think it's a title. I think the intention is great, but no one, I don't think people really, really realize what's going to happen in the future. I mean, people move, things happen or whatever. So the intention's there. Right. I I mean, both my kids are baptized. I mean, I, I I selected family members, never any friends or anything like that. Yeah. But other things too, you know, as far as religion and stuff, I, let them make their own decisions with that. And I wish we could pick our own godparents as we got older. Yeah. Because yeah, mine are yeah. disasters. One's dead and the other ones, yeah. The other one uh, shouldn't, yeah. Should, should not. <laughs> should not, yeah. 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 Should shouldn't be allowed to be out of the house. Or, yeah. Um, That's so funny. Well, you know what? I have, Yeah, I think I think this is all about just like a standard confrontation and, and, you know, see how he handles it. And if he's a dick to you, just then your lights out. You're done. Mm-hmm, that's it. Move make, on. Make up your own un-godparenting ceremony. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? You're, this isn't about you. I know this hurts your feelings, but like this is also about like if you're going to let your baby, like you don't want your baby to be around that energy. Like that will affect, if baby, Babies are smarter than you think. They're more intuitive. They know if they're disliked. And um, I wouldn't want my child feeling like hated as a toddler. That just, I think I remember looking back and feeling like I knew who was annoyed with me when I was a little kid. And I, um, I still despise them for that reason. 
That's how I was when I was a kid. And I was told, oh, you're just you're just being shitty and Bob. <sighs> nope. No. Yeah. I knew who was who and you knew who was who. Yeah. Yeah. So true life. Why do I why did I always know which guys weren't right for my mom? Because I always you could saw tell the right. The intention. The intention. Especially the something- way that, that they looked at her, too. Yeah. And the way they carried the conversation. Because I can I can see you looking and paying attention when you shouldn't have been paying attention mm-hmm. at their mannerisms. You clock people. Okay. Is that true? Yeah. You clock people. You you look at people and you you can pretty much sum them up in a second. Because mm-hmm. you already know. You, you've witnessed so much shit going on. That you and I do you categorize people in the same box. Like you could say, Chris reminds me of yeah. That I'm gonna put him in that box. Yeah, Christina reminds me of. Yeah, I can uh-huh. do that. Yeah. I mean, I always thought I always thought it was kind of like a parent. I like a bond thing, like a bond thing. Like I knew I my mom had me at 21. She was a single mom. She never married my father. So I always assumed that it was like more of just like a protective instinct. Um, that maybe that person wasn't there for the right reason. Um. But my mother married somebody for six months. And as soon as he walked in, I said, don't get too comfortable. You're, you're only going to be here for six months. Oh, damn. And he was like, you motherfucker. Sure enough. When the six months came and they had their blowout, I said, I told you so. And closed the door on his ass. Yeah. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Kids know they're just not they're not they're not nurtured with that. It's it's the, the, the parents think that, oh, well, you're just a kid. We know more than you. So they stifle that kid. I hated my mom for not listening to me about that. There's one guy in particular that she brought home and she knows us. She knows that this is the thing I struggle with the most. Like this is what made me stop trusting her. And I've never really gotten that back was that there was this guy and it was like the second date and she, you know, they came home, they were going to have a beer at the kitchen table or something. And I was 15 and I just said, mom, I, I need to talk to you. And, um, I brought her up to my room and I said, I don't think you should date that guy. She was like, why? He's so nice. I'm like, mom, I don't know what it is. And like, I've, you know, I never really laid down the law with her and I wasn't really a big tantrum person. I was never fuck you, mom. I was never any of those things. I had a fucking meltdown. And I was 15 at 14. I was a little too old to be like, you know, displaying something like that. And and sure enough, that relationship wreaked havoc on my mother and I's life and and our relationship and everything and I don't know what that was but like it was it was instant for me and I wish more than anything I don't know what my mom and I would be if if that hadn't happened but I wish more than anything I could see what life would have looked like if she had just listened to me on that one something both she had to go through and you had to go through which brings us to today with you and your shit yeah you already know it's letting go that's your problem. Yeah. Because you don't trust yourself sometimes. I, think I have you, a lot of resentment too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So go back and think of all. Mercury just went direct, what, two days ago? All that stuff's going to start coming flooding through and you're going to have to start learning how to deal with things. But think back at those times where you knew what was right. You knew what was going on. Take yourself back there. Get those feelings back. How do I do that? Gotta let you just gotta listen to it. You you got you gotta get rid. I know it's so hard because we're so old now, and we've been doing this for years. Where we're, we we get in that rut, and we don't know how to how to get ourselves out of it because we're so used to it. Misery is comforting to us. Yeah, it's yeah. it's comforting for us to go into bed and to cry, put the blankets over, and not even want to do anything. Smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like it just 
It just numbs us. Mm-hmm. Got to get rid of all that stuff. And remember, what did I tell you? Remember who you are. It's so cliche to say reclaim your power, especially when you you never really utilize your power other than your career. Right. And in your personal life, you're not. One thing that I loved about my ex that I asked you about earlier, we won't say his name, is that I always said that he made me remember who I was like before. Um, like back before my grandparents died and stuff like that. And I was so excited because I forgot that that's who I was. And now that I realize how impure that relationship was in a lot of ways, I wonder if that was like even true. You know what I mean? I just was so that relationship was so exciting for me because it was like, I feel like myself again. And I didn't even know that that would ever be possible. Like I forgot so many good things about myself and I was so excited they were back. Like I started knitting again. Like, I started, you know, like all my little things that I used to do um, and like volunteering and all sorts of stuff. It just, I, I just, I missed that about myself. And I feel like, I feel like a big reason why it also went away was because it was impure. I had to get it from someone else. It was something that he gave me. And I think that it came from a sense of safety and self-esteem because I've been chosen. But um, I don't, I've, I don't know how to do that on my own right now. You, we are so similar. I'm like trying hard not to cry right now too. But you said it yourself. That relationship reminded you of who you were. And I hate when people say this shit to me. People come in and out of our lives to teach us lessons. Yeah. And it's the most shittiest thing because deep down inside, we love that person. Yeah. And we will do everything we can to hold them. They represented a piece of us that brought us happiness that we have to have without them around. We can't rely on people. We can't become codependent on people. Yeah. That's what we do. The minute somebody, because we have those abandonment issues, Mm -hmm. but his purpose was to be there to show you who you are. Right. Remember that. So when I tell you, when I told you earlier with the reading, when you get your signs or even animals, people, you know, animal totems, people believe in that. I strongly believe in it. Watch what keeps coming up all the time. If you're seeing a, even a squirrel, if it keeps the fucker keeps coming up the driveway all the time, it's a sign. Snails. Snail. Mm-hmm. And lizards. I have snails and lizards everywhere. I just yeah. saw a lizard when I walked up here. Yeah. yeah. Remember that. They are telling you that you can go back. We don't need anybody to make us happy. We don't, sure, everyone wants to be in a relationship and we, we want to be loved and we want to have that, but it comes from within. And if what that person leaves, what we go, we resort back to our misery. No, I, I refuse. I won't do it. What do turtles mean? Turtles. Let me look that up for you. Maybe. Yeah. Turtles. Um, I have this thing. Thank you, iPhone. I totem. That I downloaded because I kept seeing I all this shit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. getting on all Well, yeah, no, because I had told you earlier I keep seeing moths everywhere. Turtle is the oldest symbol for the earth. It is a personification of goddess energy and the eternal earth itself. If you have a turtle totem, you must be mindful of returning to the earth which she has given you. Honor the creative source within you. Use water and earth energies to create a harm- harmonious flow in your life. Ask the earth for assistance and her riches will pour forth. If a turtle totem shows up in your life, slow down the pace of your life bigger, 
stronger, faster, are not always the best way to reach your goals. Turtle is a fine teacher of the art of grounding. When you learn to ground yourself to Earth's power and strength, you place focus on your thoughts and actions and use the Earth's limitless energies rather than your own to accomplish your will. Wow. What have we been talking about? Thank you so much. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I dude, Yeah. My grandfather loved turtles and I just grew up loving turtles. Um, And it's weird because if I ever have like a pen and paper and I feel like drawing something, I always draw turtles and I've never known why. Asking you to slow down, slow down in. Again, Capricorn, Moon and Aries, fast, fast, fast. Got to get there. Got places to go, people to see, things to do. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And career is huge for you. You will never, I don't ever anticipate any issues with your, with your career. It's your own personal life. You are here to fix yourself. You're here to learn how to emotionally stand on your own and trust yourself. It's all about trusting yourself. I think before, if, if, if we were going to go into a past life reading or past life regression, I'd say you've always had an issue with being alone. I was going to ask you if you knew any of my past lives. It's so funny because I'm, as an only child, I've always considered, and a major introvert, I've always considered myself to be very good at autonomy. Like I love to travel alone. And I think this is actually a really good area to just kind of vibe out for a minute because I think that a lot of people struggle with this exact thing. And I am surprised to hear that that, I mean, it makes sense. I bet it, but. There's a, there must be a reason why I'm constantly isolating myself. Like there must be a reason why I why if I go on vacation, the best person for me to go on vacation with is myself. Like I'll get on a plane and go to Europe by myself any day of the week because it's safe. Because what's the expression? Um, You're right. No one can hurt me if I am not with anyone. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather shit in my own toilet than have somebody shit in it for me. You know what I'm saying? I know it sounds so stupid, no, but I love it. it's true. You, you, it's safe for you. We have abandonment issues. I say that all the time. I can be perfect, but for me, it's for me. I know I want to sound like a hypocrite, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can do it on my own. I, yeah. I think I've healed myself ever since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I've counted, we counted on ourselves. We just picked the wrong people because yeah. we get so caught up and you're giving me attention Wow, you you you're hugging me. I know. I Are have to gonna... stop being surprised that people want to be my friend. The one thing I always say to any of my partners: Are you going to leave me? Are you going to leave me? No, I'm never going to leave you. And then the first thing in my head, it's like a movie: liar. You know? Yeah. Blah, blah. That's my issue. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Are you going to leave me? That's a uh, big one. So, do you get? In order to do past life, do you have to do uh, like a whole process or are you able to pick up some things? I know immediately. That kid that I told you that I mentored immediately got past life stuff, immediately knew what he was like, knew that the, the, his body that he's in now is so foreign to him. Uh, he was, I, I knew that drugs played a huge issue, played a huge part in his past life, alcoholism, heroin, um, I'd say between the 60s and 70s era, I saw the woman that uh, died of a broken heart because of him, that he used to drive by and see her in it was a mobile home type setting where she'd be watering her plants. Oh my God. She died. She died. He found out she died. He, he used to play the guitar, which he's born now with the ability to play the guitar on sound. Never had any lessons. Piano too. Went to go buy a piano. I go, you don't even know how to play it. I'll teach myself. And within 20 minutes, he learned how to, he brought all that shit back 
But what he also brought back was his stubbornness and his not willing to listen. I said, that's what's going to mess you up in this lifetime. And I refuse to see it happen. So if you want to self-destruct, you're going to have to do it on your own. I've given you all these tools to work with. And sometimes people just have to come back another time. But you were right with this today when you said, I feel like you live nine lives. This is it. This is your last this one. This is it. This is it. I'm old too, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I was? With you, I see foreign. I see a different country. I see like more of like a snowy type country. I see, I see a lot of I see a lot of snow with you. Okay. Um, and I see, I see a lot of the. I see it's more than just one. I two, three. Um, but it's always such a, it's it's always a uh hermit. If you had the tarot card, your tarot card would be the hermit. Some loner? Because you you it's safer for you that way. And this is what this has come to this lifetime is for you to realize who you are, what you're capable, what you have to offer. You're just offering it to the wrong people. That's actually become a big problem for me lately, is that I just don't even leave the house that like I don't even run the risk of being manipulated. Well, if you want, we can get a house together. You never have to see. We can be our own companions. It's safe. Yeah. But it's not. That's lifetime for you. Yeah. Yeah. If, oh, I, if you had to ask me, if is this it for you? I'd say maybe one more. I think the hugest thing with you right now is letting go. Is being comfortable with yourself as a person. Not, not what you can do, but in here. I have to figure out how to let go. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Put it out there. Go grieve. No, it's cry if you need to. Yeah. I throw tantrums all the time. It's a release. Yeah. And then it grounds me. It gets me back to where I need to be. You're just, you're, you're just afraid. There's a lot of fear and hesitation when it comes to feelings. Forget everything else. It's feelings. It's so funny. I, I think that's like the exact opposite of what everyone thinks of me. But I guess it's... What do you mean? What are they, what do like you I think people think I'm an extrovert. I think people think I'm going to be really bitchy. Remember what we like, talked about manipulation? Yeah. You know how to you know how to maneuver. You know what you want people to see, you know what you don't want them to see. But why can't I shut my fucking mouth then? <laughs> You're a Capricorn. I, my daughter's a Capricorn. She could never shut her fucking mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Damn. That's deep. I hope this is helping some of you people. I know it's been great for me. Christina, how you doing? I'm good. I'm curious about if you see anything in my past, one of my I need lives. to know. Tell me everything about this one. He's making direct eye contact with me. Whatever you were involved in your past life had to do with animals. I see, I see uh, animals around you. Uh, not a farm. Because they're they're more wild type animals. Like I see the I see a bear with you. Was she one of the animals? That's what I was thinking of whether or not you were. Damn, animal. Christina, you were a bear. But but or I see like I see a wolf or something. some type, I see a lot of animal energy around you. Like either you worked very closely with them, which could be someone like you know you know you see women that like I I, I work with bears because I feel like I'm part of them. Yeah, I see a lot of. Do you like animals? In yeah, this I life? do. 
Did you draw them when you were a kid? When you were a yeah. kid, there's something about animals from your past life that you brought into this life, which mm-hmm. is weird because you don't do any, you don't work with animals, right? No, yeah. I don't have I don't have any pets either. Yeah, I see I see you working with animals before. Wouldn't getting a dog be a really good thing for her? No. <laughs> oh, so. really? Be- because I think that she, I think it'd be you'd get over it fast. I think it, would it would it get on your nerves? After like like the responsibility of it because then it would slow That's down That's what I worry life. about. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. Yeah, are you involved in a relationship right now? No. But that doesn't bother you either. <laughs> does it bother you not being Sometimes in a relationship? It Sometimes it does. I worry that I will never. No, don't worry about it. Okay. Don't worry about it. But right now, it doesn't bother me. No. Is Christina gonna have kids? You can. How answer. old are you? That's fine. I'm Thirty. Do you have nie- I'm not avoiding the question. Do you have nieces and nephews? I have a niece, yeah. Okay. What's the relationship with the niece like? She's one. How are you with her, though? Oh, I mean, she's cute. And we talk- We FaceTime a lot, but that's about it. I mean, I've, you seen, her- I've seen her like, I love her. her, obviously, yes. And I'm very concerned about her like well-being and I want her to be like a whole person. There's yeah. some, yeah, there's some sort of, there. there's some sort of issue with, does it scare you having a kid? Like looking yes. at her and like all the responsibility of yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I don't see kids in I, I don't see kids in your future. Not to say that you're not going to have any. No, no, no. It's but fine. not in the immediate future. What I what I told you earlier was that issues that you need to work with first. Yeah. But yeah, but there's something that scares you about kids. Responsibility in general, like having to be attached to someone, terrifies me. Because you don't think you can do it. Yeah. Because you don't want to let them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Christina. But I don't think you're ever a disappointment. You know what I mean? I understand. I, I just want you to know, like, it's not, not to invalidate your feeling, but, like, I've never found you to be a disappointment in any way. Yeah. So. It's just, like, it's so, it feels so daunting to have to, I don't know what the word, I can't word it right. You guys should be able, you guys should play, you guys should play off each other. We'll, we'll come to that later, but it, it. There's a lot of things that the reason why you guys are, are are together is because of the similarities too, and things that you guys can help each other with. With the with the like, let's do this. You know, the the be strong, not be strong. I don't want to sound gay, but be strong for each other. No, I mean, thing. there's like a, Molly compliments me a lot in a lot of ways because she gets me out there, and I think I like I ground. Yeah, her, she's like my I rock. Said, yeah, Christine but is you, my but rock. You downplay yourself a lot, though. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't think you can get any better than this. And how did you get this job? This job. Well, we were doing this is this is something we created together because Christina is just we love the same things. And so we were out to dinner and we were both in kind of creative slumps. And we said, like, I think that we should do a podcast. And like, you know, this is I had messed around with audio before. Stop with you. I'm going to tell you, stop worrying about your appearance and do something about it. If that if that's what's holding you back, because I think that you don't think that you're that you're attractive. Sometimes you have issues with your image. But that's all bullshit. Because if you if you wanted to lose weight or whatever your issues are, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Stop making excuses as to why you can't do what you can do about your Im- or the way that you look or feel. Okay. Because that that is your that is your security. I can't. I I no. I can't. No. No. Why would I want to do that? Stop it. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Okay. You've, You've achieved a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just I love so, her look. She's like, I love- Molly's like, they're like, I can't do it because I'm doing visual. But, but for like, it just Molly's makes eyes me, are like wide open. I love open, her eyes. She's she, like, she's a, you've got like x-ray vision or something. When you look at you, just sit there. It's funny because like I'm actually, owl. I'm a little blind. Are like, you? My vision is, I was yeah. born with a lazy eye and my vision so is terrible. Listening. You're just, you're. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not spacing out. I mean, I was feel. I was, I mean, I was feeling, I'm like, you know, I don't know. It just makes me, I want Christina to succeed and get everything she wants in life and more, whatever her version of that is. And so believe in herself first and realize, (laughs) sorry to talk about you. Like you're not, no, 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 it's fine. You, you don't have to always, no disrespect. You don't have to always be somebody's assistant or, or you can do things on your own. You have that power and that drive and that thing. You just don't think you can do it. You you have you have image issues. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Because you're, you're <laughs> you sound like my mom now. I'm being serious. <laughs> because you're 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 beautiful. Okay, and don't let anybody ever fucking tell you different. And don't don't get in that in that zone. Because if you really want, you can do something about it. You have all the tools you need to work with. Yeah, you're super pretty, by the way. Like, we don't, I mean, you have the best hair. You have the best smile. Like, you're super pretty. Amazing person. Look what you're doing with her, too. <laughs> yeah, Christina's the shit. We're, she, I'm really lucky to have her. You, Hi, puppy. Hi, puppy. Use wanna each t- other. Want to take our next call? <laughs> Hey malls, this is Valencia, longtime listener, first time caller. I have quite possibly the most going on, um, not in a good way. My mother passed away in June after battling heart disease for over like a decade, I think. I'm 26, she was 45, so it's like super terrible and like awful. Um, And for some odd reason, she stopped paying her mortgage six years ago. So I have to decide to either do a short sale or just like give the house back to the bank. I don't think that you have any particular expertise in this area, but I would like any help at all, just like some advice on how to, I don't know. I'm taking advice from everybody. Um, yeah. Um, anything that you could say about, you know, dealing with grief and that kind of thing as like a person who like generally tries to stuff their emotions into like a box and not deal with them for years at a time i'm i'm trying to reach out and hopefully you'll be able to help me thanks a lot malls bye well i'm so glad you're here for this because there's a lot of ways we can use your very um, phenomenal gifts uh to help valencia i don't you know i don't i don't know you're right i've never i don't know about what you should do at the house i'm really really sorry for your loss and i'm also really sorry that on top of the loss you have to deal with something else that's so um adult like that is so adult to be 26 and figuring out if you have to short sale a home when i was 26 i could i barely could like do i could barely do anything i didn't even i didn't open my mail i still don't really so i don't like uh what do you what do you think i think that the that 
to her to her mother it was a material possession i think her mother had i would i would have to say that her mother had some sort of intuition too about what was going to happen to her and she realized it and started focusing more on the joys of life i mean i, I know that sounds mm-hmm. so so weird so i'm going to say do a uh, sell the house don't keep it i think that your mother that that the reason why that it stopped with the payments on there was because it just let it get rid of it I don't think I don't think the mom had any ties to it as well. It, it was it was her home and it was this and that, but it was time to let go. Okay. Do you think that with her mom dying so young, is that there is there maybe anything that she needs to know about her health or or herself? But I mean, it's dying. Having your mom pass away is um, really scary because your mom is the person you usually ask about everything in life. And is there anything that she needs to know that? She's not going to have someone else to ask about. With in regards to that, with her, I feel like like the the mom would have wanted her to make better decisions based on reality and not emotion. Maybe not reality is not the word, but instead of instead of a. Learning how to deal with things in a more practical way. Use your brain more you, and use less your, brain. your heart. Exactly. Yeah, Emotions. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. That's I think good that's to the, know. Yeah. Um, Is there anything you could tell her to like, help her cope with grief? I think she's pretty strong. I think that she's coping with it the best way that she can. No one's saying that she's not missing her mother, but I think she's that she's pretty good with it and she knows what, what she needs to be doing. Um I just meant in general, like, how do you cope with grief or like, you know, is there anything? just like well self-care? Yeah. yeah, just self-care. I don't cope well with grief. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard for you. It's really hard because I can feel it so strongly. What do you think are underrated forms of self-care? Or maybe just the most important stuff you should be doing? The most, ins- the most important thing you can do when you're, when you're going through something like that is to go into yourself because who knows you better than yourself? Right. You know, people. A lot of times, people go and they they want to they want to see services of a psychiatrist or a psychologist and get medicated and doped up. That numbs the pain. But who knows you better than yourself? I think a lot of people don't spend enough time healing themselves from within. Yeah. Do you not believe in psychiatry or anything like that? Or psychology? I have I have mixed emotions about it. I why the length of it? What do you mean, like years? one hour? No, oh. years and years of therapy. Yeah. Years and years. And, the, and you're no better off. What, what it is, is it, it to that person that doesn't want to deal with it, I'm dealing with it because I'm telling somebody what's going on. That's my form of dealing with it. Right. But they're not really doing anything with it. Yeah. I've, I've you know, I've been, I had a therapist that took pretty hardcore advantage of me. I feel very, I felt like I was very manipulated by her and, the realization for me coming from that was that um, just because you can do this job doesn't mean that you're coming from the right place. And in my mind, doctors were similar to like police officers where it's like, yeah, you're here to like that's you. You go to the doctor like when you, then when you're a kid, everyone's like the doctor is going to make you feel better. Yeah. And so I just had this like reverence for people. I assume that, you know, there is a code of ethics. I assume that everyone again, I don't expect people are going to lie to me. And um I've I've only very recently started to like when I see therapists really question myself, what did they just ask me? What what 
what did they do to help me grow as opposed to just letting me sit here and ramble unconsciously? Like, have we, did we actually do anything practical today? What do we do to alleviate or, or, or help remedy the situation? Yeah. Whenever somebody asks me about, you know, what do I go, what do I do when I go see a psychic? When somebody comes and see, I never asked any one of you guys questions. I walked in and I said, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's what you got. You're going to go see a psychic. You, you're you're going there to seek the let them tell you psychiatrists too there it's textbook i've actually been through the stuff that you've been through so yeah. i can sympathize and empathize with you i mean you almost brought me to tears because you brought back memories that i had so i can help you that way because i'm relatable to you that way where i've been through that a yeah. psychologist is reading about this shit right and then the first thing they're doing is they're you know and they're 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 learning their skill by listening to you they're applying what they've learned to you. They're not really, you know. My only concern is when it comes to like serious mental illness, like bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally different. That's different. I um it's gonna sound shitty, but I, I will not work with anybody that has that. I've worked with one woman who came to my house and uh, she actually came to my house. I have a huge problem with it. My book personally. With it because you can attract that shit into your house. Yeah. But I knew immediately. I was like, fuck. So you don't think I'm bipolar? I don't think you have any type of... I think you are your own worst enemy. I think you overanalyze all the stuff and you come to these conclusions based on what if, what if, what if, overanalyzing. I would be so relieved if you told me I was mentally ill. Like, I would be so... <laughs> do you have any it's, idea? It's, one of, it's a running theme of the show. But, like, if you just, like, said, like, oh, you have, like, a mental illness, like, I would be like, okay, I, that I can work with. I can work with that. I know. But it's... Uh, I'm so... I mean, like, to be honest, like, it's... It's it's hard. It's, it's good that I know that. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how. You I'm, will. It, it'll, you will. You came... You, you're not remembering who you are. True. You're not... Why would you call yourself crazy? Look at everything you've been through in your life. Think of all the things that you've told people. Maybe that's why I feel crazy. Yes. It's hard. <laughs> that's what I used to think about myself. Am I fucking going crazy? Yeah. I used to, when I, when I, before I even could call myself psychic, going to school and knowing what the teachers were like and the issues they were having at home. And, Ooh. And manip- that's some shit. And manipulating kids in school because I knew I can do it. Do you know how many, how many teachers I manipulated in school and kids because I knew I knew how to do it, and it was so. I was like, "This is so." Wait, amazing. so were you like a popular kid, or were you an outcast? I was an outcast up until ninth grade, and then you hit your stride. And then I was like, "Fucking, I'm done." And but I used to get bullied. I would have loved to like I used be to, able to destroy someone when I was in middle school. Oh, but see, I it's 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 fucked up because I'm going into someone's psyche, and I'm going into right. what bothers them and what scares them. I can't imagine being able to like, because teachers were, so oh, I had such a fifth. difficult time in school. I was, I'm dyslexic. So um, I had a really difficult time in school, like advocating for myself or explaining what I, I didn't get diagnosed until I was 16. So, I mean, I can't imagine how thrilling that would have been for me to know that like my teacher was just some girl, some, some woman who fought with her husband every night and didn't know how to raise her kids and was a secret binge eater. Like that would have made me feels well, so good. One of my teachers, fifth grade teacher, was really shitty one day, and I said, "Don't blame me for your and I was for your fucked up marriage." 
And she was like, what did you say? You said that in fifth grade. Yeah. And she called my mom and my mom was like, why did I say, she's always coming to work bitching and complaining and taking it on on us because her husband, blah, 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 this. So how do you know all that? I said, I can just tell. Look at her. And it was true. Honey, mm-hmm. oh I God. love that. Could you imagine like 10 year old telling you that it was shitty marriage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And teachers that would bully you would bully the kids because they, I had one teacher tell me, well, who do you think they're going to believe you or me? And I said, in my mind, I was in seventh grade. I said, it really wouldn't matter because I would tell them you touched me. And his the look on his face was like, and then I was like, are we done here? Walked out. <sighs> That's how. Yeah. But that's what I had. Again, remember Mic who drop. you are. <laughs> Damn. You know your power, man. <laughs> that is but wild. Back, but back to the caller. Like, yeah. please take care of yourself. Do a lot of self-care. If, you ha- if you're feeling sad, talk to somebody. Like, I know I'm being contradictory when I say don't keep it all inside. But it's, it grows like a cancer if you do if you do that. It's the, it's the decision that she has to make whether or not I should keep the house because it was my mom's house. Or I should just get rid of it or whatever. Her mom made that decision for her. Go back and think about it. Yeah. Am I going to get cancer? Let's not worry about that. Everyone in my family does. Don't worry about that right now. Okay. 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 Yeah. Do I need to quit smoking? Mm Mm-hmm. Cigarettes? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to drink water. Water, water, water. Replenish your body. Mm-hmm. You need to have water or you need to be around water. Do you like the beach and stuff? I love it. Go spend some time at the beach. Yeah. Okay. Call me up. We'll go. I'll go with you. Let's yeah, go. Let's yeah. go to the beach. I love yeah. that. I love. I, I want to write a movie around that. That's <laughs> going to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Psychic travels. Yeah. Psychic beach party. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, please advise nation. Um, yeah. Chris Medina fucking genius over here um really like what i mean what a treat uh this is this is what i love about this podcast is every single guest brings their own unique perspective and this is like an episode unlike we've ever done before and i don't think we could ever do one like this again it's really really cool and christina great job picking the calls um I'm worried about this little baby that's getting shit talked. Uh, the baby's okay. handling it. She's growling. Mm-hmm. How's she, the, the baby, baby going to be? Baby's going to know more than the mother knows. Oh. Just like us. Really? Yeah. Get them out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Babies uh-huh. are really good judge of people. I just think they pick it's up on vibes. We, it's what we do and take away from them. That's why I'm so proactive. For I love kids. Don't me- let me see them first before you decide what. I've helped a lot of kids. Yeah, the kids are the most. I mean, they're they're still kids, but I worked with them. You know, well, they can see things like they're not. They don't have a lifetime of shit clouding their vision. I'll have to tell you one day when we have more time about this medium girl that read me, and she was only six years old. Wow. Yeah. So they're they have that ability. It's what the parents do to them that suppresses that ability and fucks them up. Wow. Well, I am so thankful for you. Why is Wag shaking his foot? Hello, baby. You think he's going to be alive for a while, right? I shake my foot before I fall asleep all the time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like this. Then he's falling asleep. Look at him. Yeah. With his mouth open like a little old man. <laughs> oh, you little He's cutie. on a good one. Yeah. I wish I could sleep that soundly. 
Well, you guys, thank you so much. This was like a, the best episode. It was emotional. It was fun. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh, I'm so happy that I know you now. I feel very grateful to Alexi Wasser for introducing us um, because I definitely want to know you. And I'm, you know, thanks for everything you said about Christina and just, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Thank yeah. you, you guys so much. for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you Where can people find you? You can find me at chrismedina.guide. Or Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Psychic Chris M. Okay, awesome. And are do you have any events coming up in LA that people can see you at, or or are you do you have any events in general? We have um, listeners everywhere. Yeah, I mostly podcasts right now. We're uh, Jay's still hooking that stuff up for me. Awesome. Yeah, okay, great. I'll be really That's busy. Great. <laughs> yeah, he's on the circuit. And by the way, so do you? Like, can you? Um, the podcast circuit. Uh, is is are you someone that people can just like make an appointment with? Do you do phone stuff too? Phone, Skype, okay. um, in-person readings, depending on where you're at. Yeah, And if I'm in a town near you, when uh, I'm doing my little events here, reach out and uh, we'll see, see if we can set thing, something up in person. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And um, I, can't, I can't wait to hopefully have you back someday. This is awesome. I love it. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. 